Havertz in a pocket of space. Edison came and didn't get there. Chance for Chelsea. Goal for Chelsea. As possibly bleak as this. Good evening, guys. Welcome to another episode of the Reaction Blues podcast. I'm joined by Carell for me and Timmy going over the Potter's first game against Leipzig. I'll be Salzburg. So, Carell. What were your thoughts on the game? Did you see anything interesting that Potter did? Um, and why are you smiling like? Let me even take it back, you know. <laughs> listen, listen, <laughs> brother. I don't no, know you're rushing. Yeah, you're, you're even rushing, rushing, rushing. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, let me take it back, bro. Man. You know why I'm rushing? <laughs> Yo. Oh, don't kill me, Yo, did No, no introductions this week. Just <laughs> uh, do you know what it is? <laughs> listen, I've got maintenance work in my yard. And then there's too much noise. <laughs> and I'm just so stressed right now. <laughs> and these guys have just been giving me a headache for the last five minutes of life. Now, that is the funniest thing for me. Who the hell gets a carpenter at, at nine, nine o'clock? Nine listen, p.m. Listen. Hey. You know when like when it when my mom said at eight it's happening, I was like, I'm about to record, like, what's going on here? You know she's like, I, I parents, I don't even care. She said, buy that song. She said to me, I was just like... Is the guy like, Nigerian? No, he's Jamaican. Hmm. Mickey, that's what you called. What's he called? Mickey. Uh, shout out to Mickey, man. <laughs> this is a Chelsea podcast. Disrupt, disrupted, the, disrupted the podcast. What? <laughs> <laughs> oh, right, what was you saying up here, sorry? Um, so it was Potter's first game, Champions League game. Against Salzburg on Wednesday, last week Wednesday. And yeah, did you see anything different from what Tuchel did? Because you're Tuchel's biggest hater. So mm. is there anything that you thought uh, impressed you? You know, is yeah, I was, I was, I'm happy to be here. You know what I mean? I'm happy to be here today because two weeks ago on the pod, you know, go back and listen to that episode. I told the people, I told the people he would be linking young things in LA by October if he was, if he was, if he was carrying on like this, and here Potter is now, I'm here. I'm here to back him. I'm here to see what he's about. But um, do you know what it is? What I liked about th- that game, obviously, it's Salzburg, and Salzburg's got big reputation. You know, from the Haaland, Minamino days, Saka last season with no two seasons ago, um, and then boys. This is probably the worst Salzburg team of the like past few years. But what I liked against them was that we we had a style of play, we implemented it, and we sustained it for as long as we could. Now, as Timmy would say, you know, there are symptoms of a bad team. Yes, we have players that don't capitalise on chances. We have players that football is not their first language in life. But... Uh, would you like to say which players those, those are? Nine verts. Listen, I... I I will leave that to other people because one name's been mentioned already and, you know, I don't want to be his biggest hater just yet in the episode. We just got here, you know what I'm saying? But, like, literally, we we, we played a, a style, we kept it going as long as we had the ball. Off the ball, 
I feel like was 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 okay. Yeah, we, we good. Did well. Huh? Yeah, we did well. We did well off the ball. Yeah, we did well off the ball. And to be honest, it was just let me just be real, it's just guys showing their age as to why we conceded the equalizer. Like Yeah, true. Brothers are old. And that's 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 what it is. But you know, like the way we played, yeah. This like I uh, I don't want to say we played great, but we played decent. Like I think what I was watching was the first time I've seen us play like organized, like there was a plan in quite a long time. I don't think I've seen us play in a way that I've thought, oh, I know what's maybe the Spurs game. Other than that, like this season, I've not really had a clue what's going on. But I feel like people are still like playing the two cool heartstrings because people are saying, oh, there's there's no difference between that game and everything Tuchel was doing, which is honestly just a lie. I'm not going to lie to you because, like I said, there was not really any organisation or plan that we were seeing with Tuchel. I think that game... It wasn't, it wasn't fantastic, but it was one of those things where you can say, oh, Potter coached a 3-0 win. It's because the players didn't right, take the The fans love that line, didn't it? Words. Like, coached the three. But do you know this as well? I'm going to say this um, before Timmy goes here. See those fans that were booing at the end of that game? F you, the lot of you. Bro, of course, I, you there was fans is? booing. Yeah, it was loud. Yeah, I people not loud. Loud. I was in East Upper. I was, Upper, yeah. I was, was in, no, no, no. I was in East Upper. The guy next to me, asked Faye in Bankshire, he was complaining about Potter. He's like, we should have got Pochettino in. He doesn't know what he's doing. He's playing the same back three that Tuchel did. There's nothing different. He was going crazy. But do you know Fans what I'm saying? weren't happy. Do you, do you know what I'm saying? F them here yeah, because this is a man's first game, and to be fair, yes, he should be. We should be beating Salzburg regardless. And and you say whatever you want about the performance. But the fact of the, the matter is, over the last nine months, I'm going to say specifically the last nine months, I've watched so many booable performances under Tuchel that got a buy. People, people were not booing, people were not being vocal like this. But you want to blame a man who just came in the job. Through no fault and you got, before, and you got a skin fade. And a suit he was looking us. sharp. He I looked so good, good, man. He was looking sharp. Because one thing I didn't like about Tuchel, I, I like the managers wearing a suit. And Tuchel looks... Bro, like, yeah. Like, I don't care as long as you look the part. Like, no, no, I think... Nah, man, that's why I hate... You remember Conte? Whenever Conte was, like, happy to wear a suit. The moment yeah. he was dressed, man would, would bring I out like both. You know Mourinho's... Mourinho will do a bit of both. I like it. Nah, once a manager wears a tracksuit at Chelsea, he's stressed. Nah, unless you're... Well, sorry, you're smoking anyway. Yeah, sorry, started up stressed. <laughs> yeah, Timmy, was there anything like because from what I because I agree with you for me in the sense that I did see some differences like we did tend we did move the ball <coughs> we were in control of the game like I know it ended one one but I think that was Salzburg's only shot on target so it was signs of where we we're going where it was similar to how we played under two shot at the start where whereby we conceded less chances but any is there anything else Timmy that you saw that pleased you or pissed you off? Yeah, no, I was going to say I said that I was, I was moved by by potable but. It's kind of the same or similar concepts or similar things that we saw in the two, like you said, like during the beginning or before like the wheels fell off. But um, yeah, I was, I was happy to see us just go back, go back to a to a style where we were just controlling games. There was less transitions. Again, there were still the same issues that I was seeing with Tuchel in terms of 
um, the deficiency of the, of the players. But in terms of the general approach to, to how Potter went about things, I was, uh, I was actually quite impressed with it. And that's, it's something that I wanted to see Tuchel go back to if he was going to stay anyway. But yeah, that's all, that, that's all I kind of have to say on that. Yeah, go, going into like player performances, we saw Sterling line up in like a left wing back, left wing role. Guys, like, how did you think he fared? Because they'll mix with you. Some people thought he played well. Others thought he was a bit mid. I thought he was good because I felt one thing I liked about what Potter did was that he always isolated Sterling against their fullback because they played a back four. Even though it didn't come up, come off all the time, Sterling was always a spare man. And eventually, because because he constantly overloaded them out on the wide, that's how his goal came about. But Correll, what was your thoughts on his performance? You know, he did okay. Like, I was confused. To be fair, I missed, the, I think, the first couple minutes of the game. So when I was, when I came in, I was just trying to collect information on where everyone was in the, on the pitch. I was like, is he playing left wing back? Is he playing yeah. left wing? I don't know what it is. But in possession, it was a very, I hate to use the word because I think it's overused in football, but a fluid shape where Kukurea was getting up there as well and, and getting around him and you know, creating those overloads. I think with Sterling, it's just about in his game, it's just getting our confidence back to be a one week, a one v one kind of player again. Because when you're in Pep's system, I think he's been so used to being now an off the ball player that mm. I don't. I, he just not that he doesn't believe in himself when he's trying to take on his man, but it's just not. It's not all the way there just yet, and I think that will come with time and more reps and more attempts at going against defenders, but I think he played all right. I think, I wouldn't say it was amazing. Could I, I would say he was our best player, but he was he was good. Can I ask you a question on, um, on Sterling? Because I don't know, you may have seen um, more of him than I have, but um, would you say the, the 1v1 thing is something that like suits his game more or the more like Pep off the ball movement? Because I, I don't know, because even for England, I feel like, I don't know if he's really that 1v1 kind of guy. Yeah, Obviously, Sterling's someone I've had stocks in for for years. Like I, I think I've told the RGC many times that the first time I watched him, he was fifteen, um, in the FA Youth Cup game. But obviously, he's developed his game over the years. Like he's obviously not as quick as he probably was when he was like nineteen, twenty. But dribbling wise, he was always above average, if not good, at taking on players. It's just that when it came to it, probably similar to like obviously don't take this comparison literally, but when it came to like Ronaldo and it was like, you want to go from being a show pony to getting stats? Yeah. Okay, this is what you do. And like, I can see now his first instinct is to get into areas in which he can score goals from, hence why he's always near in and around when, when chances go into the box. But I think now there's, especially with our lack of creativity in the midfield, there is more of a demand for him to be a little bit more inventive on the ball. And yeah. I think that's required from most of our attackers. And it, but he's the only one I have faith in to be actually be able to do it. So... Um, yeah, now faith in Kai. Huh? Now faith in Kai to do it. Hey, bro, don't don't piss me off just yet, bro. <laughs> Please don't piss me off. Because... Look for me just getting <laughs> now. She's just like, who? Because, because uh, I don't know what you're trying to do here, up here today, because... Uh, anyway... Um, the 1v1 game, if it's still there, if it's still there, he, uh, I back him all the way. But he just, yeah, he needs to try it anyway because who's, who's playing those balls that De Bruyne was yeah. giving you, that Mares was giving you from the other side, that uh, Bernardo Silva, you went from the plethora of service that you were getting to now, essentially, you're going to feed off 
I won't say scraps, but you're not going to get those scraps. scraps, you're not, scraps. They're not going to call. Scraps. Let's just put it this way: they're not going to call you a taffy merchant, merchant at Chelsea. That's 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 what yeah, you mean. It's, it's scraps. I think with with Sterling, yeah, like from what I've seen, I don't know if the word is. I don't know if it's that I'm impressed, but he's argue. He's quite sorry. He's quite clearly better quality than the rest of our players. Um, I don't think he's playing at his best. Um, and I am a big fan of Sterling. So I, I, I know he's got more in him. It's more like he's warming into the side still. But I think what I've seen, because I think what he's got six goals in eight games. And that no one else in our club has is, is done anything close to that. Um, so, yeah, he's quite clearly, well, some haters will disagree, but I'd say quite clearly our best player right now, quality-wise. So it's just about him like growing into the role now. And I think now that he's got some supporting players around him, like those links will grow stronger. Like I, th- I when I was watching that game, I think I- I'm not worried about the left side at all. His him and um Kukurea's partnership, I really like it actually. It's very I feel safe. Like I wasn't worried about. Um, it going back I wasn't worried about it going forward um, and then obviously when Chile's there as well I trust in Chilwell so I'm, I think the right side worries me more but yeah I think a lot of people are getting on to Sterling and it kind of it reminds me of like a few seasons ago when everyone would be getting on to Mount and it's like not that you can't critique a player but it's like Chelsea fans have this thing of critiquing their best player a lot when there's a lot of other players to critique first. I don't think you can look at that side and Sterling is the guy to... Why are you opening your eyes like that? <laughs> Timmy, you going to chime in there? No, I know about Sterling. I just got, I've just i got some, some words to say about, about number 19. About Mount? Yeah. Yeah, we're going to be speaking All about right, You see today. what I mean? Listen, there's a pecking order for who needs to be grilled and number uh, 19 is not near the top. Nah, I'll give I, you two yeah, shirt numbers. Exactly I'm going to give you two shirt numbers and the the irony is they're right next to each other in number, so it's very easy to count. 28 and 29. Yeah. This is my issue. Areas, this is my issue with Chelsea fans. They always... There's nothing wrong with getting onto players. Every player is... Nobody's above critique. It's the fact that you the weight of the blame always goes to people that haven't had the worst game. You would think that Aspi is, like, what, untouchable... He has done some criminal things over the last two, three years, and he just getting, he's just getting away with it. Like, it's nasty. The captain's armband, man. It does stuff. No, but Fabi, you made a good point. Um, like you said, Aspie in a bodysuit. Um, what the hell was he doing for the first? I mean, the equaliser, like. And you could see it, you know. I could, see, I could see it coming. If we're gonna get onto somebody for that equaliser, surely it's Thiago Silva. Both of them. No, no it's both, both of them. them. It's both of them, but I feel like with Aspie, I think Daniel pointed out in the chat, he looked and checked his shoulder like four or five times to see where my man was. Yeah, yeah. This is what there. Daniel said, yeah. He was saying that before, yeah, what, like, you, you can forgive the guy for being old and making errors because of a lack of pace. What you can't forgive him for is now he's just being a bad defender. Like, you're, you're not checking properly, you're committing too early or too late. Like, that's that's not acceptable with your level of experience. And we also have way too many defenders to be 
allowing him to get away with that. Sorry, because I'm I'm sure we'll see Aspi again soon. And it's always in a flipping different position every time. Like I'm actually sick of it. That's what I was weird. The guy. That's what I found weird because Potter said that he played him because of experience, but you've got Kulabali who's played Champions League football. You've got Trevor Chalobah who's got a year of Champions League football under his belt. Fafana is your new seventy million pound signing. If you want to play this high up and everything, surely you should play one of the three rather than Aspilicueta because although he didn't do as badly as I thought in the game, that one mistake alongside Thiago Silva's end up costing us. And now you look at our Champions League position, we've played Dynamo Zagreb and Salzburg. A serious team gets six out of six. We've only got one and we're now bottom of our group. And we've got the Italian champions to come fight. <laughs> so guys, I actually want to ask you, do we make it out? Do we qualify for the, out of this group? Yeah, for the Europa League. <laughs> no, God. Like it's not you. You you are laughing, but it's serious. Like no, it's not a chance. I, I want us, you don't understand. I want us to finish fourth. I don't care about the knockout rounds. We're going there. To, you know what is yeah? Going to the knockout rounds is like when Arsenal used to finish fourth in the league. They would just be happy that they finished fourth, so they can go to the Champions League. In our case, we're going to the knockout rounds. We get beaten by whoever else makes it out of their group because everyone else is serious. The problem is. Like, even going back to the game itself, like, Thiago Silva, he's just old, bro. That's all I can say. I don't even want to diss him too much, but he's old. Like, you could see from the first tackle that was just before the goal, he's gone in a little bit wrong. He's on the floor two minutes. Now he's all second-guessing himself. So when he goes for that second tackle, he's going in tentatively, not even properly that that kind of tackle was something that I expect from a striker. Mm. And and it's just one of those guys like for me, this centre back core thing, it needs to be sorted out. But can you not see why why I keep saying this isn't a good team? No, but it's not about not being a good it's about like I'll be honest here, if you've got someone like Thiago Silva playing, that some I think I think we even had a game where Tuchel played SP right centre back. Uh, Thiago Silva centre centre back and Kolobali left centre back. Yeah, bro, the, eight, the total age is well over 110, bro. Like you can't be running lineups like that. That's not that's not smart. A Thiago Silva next to a a a Fafana, next to a Chalabar, next to even Kolobali, but rotationally stuff that's that makes sense. But you're getting old people to play with old people. And overexert themselves, and that's how we end up in these situations late in games, where obviously the mileage kicks in, and they're not as sharp or as ready as uh, as they once were. Well, this is um, why I say it's, this is why I say it's not a good team because most lineups that you filled out is going to have at least two of Aspi, um, Koulibaly, and Thiago Silva, and Thiago Silva at, at centre back. What like how often are you going to fill the Fafana, um, Fafana, Thiago Silva, Koulibaly and uh, Trevor Chalabar lineup. It's not no, going to be that often. Not often. But the, I think the that's the, the criminality of some of the decisions that have been made because why are we putting so much faith in old age players? It's like, it's like even in our midfield, we're relying on Jorginho, Kante, Kovacic. Kovacic ain't even that old to be sure. I think he's like 28. Or 28. He's 28. He's 28. He's not even old. But obviously his body's getting old. You see what I'm saying? The injuries are like mileage, bro. So when you turn... You can be 30 with injuries. You might as well be 35. You could be you could be 30 
to five, have a relatively injury-free career, and you're still fit as a fiddle. You can play till you're 40. Our issue now, and hopefully sorted out in this um in the coming windows, is we need to take the reliance off these older players, if not ship them out. And I'm not saying, and don't overreact and say, I'm saying Thiago Silva should leave the club. I'm saying Jorginho should leave the club. I'm saying Kante should leave the club. No, not even Jorginho. He's got his but Kante and, and Thiago Silva especially, where it's like, you don't understand. I keep saying every week, Thiago Silva's one slide tackle away from playing for Corinthians. Why? <laughs> because his body's not holding up. That's so tough. But it's true. Aspi as well, he, honestly, I don't, like, like giving him a two-year deal, I just don't understand. Because these these kind of players should be playing even doing their, their victory lap in RCD Mallorca, uh, Real, Real, Real Vallecano, uh, what's what's the other one? Um, uh, Ibar, these kind of teams. <laughs> <laughs> You're still playing. But, but us lot, as fans, as a club, we're too sentimental. Sometimes That's the biggest thing. We're way fans, too sentimental. We have Is to it our fault, though? That's... That's on managers. I'm blaming Tuchel for Aspi. I don't know why he... No, but it's not just with Aspi. It's like with someone like Kante, for instance. We've had this argument in our FM group chat. Me and Timmy are in the camp. Like, you need to get rid now because he's clearly passed it. Like, yeah, like Real Madrid are the best, the best of this. Marcelo, Ramos, Casillas. All once they'll pass their sell-back, they, they just shit them out and they haven't looked back. Whereas us, we're begging Kante to sign two years deals. We're looking to try and extend Jorginho. We've extended Thiago Silva three times. Even they give a new contract to Mendy. Exactly. I'm not saying they're bad players, but there's a time you need to say, you just need to let go because you won't be yeah. the club. It's like, not when somebody is completely finished now when you say, oh, exactly. there's a skill in also knowing, okay, cool, you might be able to get I don't know, half-decent performances from this person, but they're clearly not the, the, the player that they used to be before. Less, I'll sell them while they still have value and then yeah. get the next person. This is, but this is also, when I say we're a bad team, I don't just mean like performances on the pitch. I also mean like how, we're, how the squad is built. Do you get what I mean? So the same thing that you're saying with the unreliable midfield, the, the Asian centre-backs, it all, it all adds up to it. This is why I just saw, like when you talk about our aspirations for the season, I'm just generally generally low on them to I think the original question Ope was about whether or not we'll finish in our we'll, um, qualify bro I don't know man because I keep coming here every week and I'm saying to you I, I have a really hard time picking Chelsea to win matches mm-hmm. like can we play are Milan good back? huh yeah. are Milan good amazing but neither are we they just got beat by Napoli I checked the table the other day no, I'm, no. I'm not been watching no. Milan 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 are a good team. Like they're not obviously I'm not saying they're they they give me like they're, they're the arsenal of that league. Like they have like nah, some young boys, like they work as a really good team, but you you just feel like you can like the big boys can come and like realistically, them. realistically, if I'm honest, if Chelsea were operating at a Chelsea standard, the expectation should be 18 points. It should have been 18 points. But exactly. As good as AC Milan are, we we sh- we could touch them. Like we could win. It's like with Juve last year as well, Jim. Do you get what I'm saying? And it's yeah. it's one of them where even something similar could happen in the sense that we lose in the San Siro and then batter them at Ch- uh, Stamford Bridge. We can't afford to lose. <laughs> we'll we'll win. We'll we'll beat. Hi. Let me not. I don't know if I'm I, mean, I can't even say it because you know what it was with that Salzburg game. I was saying yeah, that's Potter's first three points. Like we're good. You know. That that how, how up this, is, this is what we're talking about. 
our two best performances this season, yeah, Tottenham and Salzburg, we've come away from it with two points. Who was Salzburg? Bro, Salzburg are not good. I know the whole RB, um, Leipzig thing or whatever, but Salzburg are not a good team. Chelsea should be beaten. How can we even be in the position where we're in a must-win game against Salzburg at home in the second Honestly. game of... But That's outrageous. Let me, let me be honest here. Yeah. There, there is one man... I would like to put a bit of heat on for those two Champions League games as well. Um, obviously, he's new to the club, but I feel like nobody should be blameless. Aubameyang, man. That, the the game against Zabergreb, obviously, <clears throat> was his first game, so I'm allowing it in the sense of, cool, you wanted to do the pass swing instead of shooting. You had one chance, one clear-cut chance, you blocked it. Okay, that's cool. What I will accept is against Salzburg... At times, it's like playing with ten men. What? It was. It's like playing you with ten men. Nah, 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 nah. You know what it is because Arsenal. I've been telling. I told Chelsea fans this over the summer, and I told, and Arsenal fans have told me for years. He's not the kind of guy that you want in your team if you're trying to do build-up play. That's what I'm trying to say. And for me, as a striker, if you're that kind of player that's not involved in the game, please, when the ball's in the box, take even if it's one chance in the game, take it. You have to give us something. Because then yeah. it's like playing with 10. Because other than that, when we was playing possession, moving it, keeping it, everything, it's nice. But you look at who's involved in that play, one man's not really involved in that play. Nah, I when don't know. Go- and when he was, it wasn't looking great. I, I don't know. I don't know. I think people are... Be- I'm not even a fan of Aubameyang. Don't want him to come to the team. Don't even like him as a human. But wow. I'm not going to... Why don't you like him as a human? I don't like the people... Sorry, but... I'm not understanding how a guy can go to a Ballon d'Or thing wearing what he wore. I don't care if he was wrong. <laughs> you, you definitely have somebody that you could have sent to the shop. What oh, was wow. he wearing? A, a snapback and jeans. Swag, swag. <laughs> what the hell is that about? You could have, you could have sent someone to the shops. I'm sure at least one of your boy had full length jeans you could have wore. You didn't have to put a snapback on. That's just unprofessional. I don't like behavior like that. Yes, but serious. I don't think. I just want. I miss when we were a proper country. I want nines to be nines. I don't want you involved right. in flipping build-up play. Get in the flipping box and tap that ball in. That's what you should be doing. Yeah, but and I feel doesn't... like Aubameyang does well at being in the box, which is bare minimum, but he, he's doing it. I honestly think he's just not... Like, he just needs a few... A man got games. robbed. Like, he has to wear a mask. Give him some new ways. Yeah, yeah. Why do you have to bring up... Like, performance six months in, you know, we'll be cooking it. This is what I'm saying. Like, you see well, me. I guess it's not six months in. You see me. The only person I'm giving leeway as a new player, yeah, and telling him he can, his standard could even be low, but I'm going to cheer it anyway. Mando Broha is the only guy. Now, no, that guy can, he can go to somewhere. He angered me that day. He hey, angered brother. me. Oh. That chance he got was, that chance he oh, got. Oh, I know you took about it. So you're mad at him for missing that one chance. But Obama, yeah. he done all right. He, How many chances did Obama have? I think he had one shot that was blocked. Yeah. Yeah, and at least he caught the ball well. Bro, what Broha did was like... Nah, he what? caught it well. He just... No, he didn't. He just... Nah, he hit it sweet, but he just... He leant back a little bit too much. It it just a lack of composure. Just it nah, that's what I... No. See, this is what annoyed me about that. Um, firstly, I'll speak on five subs in a second because I have a problem with that in itself. But um, when we went 1-0 down, I will say that this is the first time this season, aside from Spurs, that we haven't capitulated. 
the mentality wasn't actually awful, which was nice to see. It wasn't like we just lost everything and we was we still were like you could see we were gunning for that um winner. I don't like half of our bench. Like it's very noticeable that our first team is leagues above our second team. And I also don't understand why Potter brought on why he made the subs that early when it was only one nil. He made subs as if we were winning two, three nil. It was too early for me. Uh, um yeah, and then when what it meant when they equalized, it was kind of like, okay, now who are we looking to? And he kept making more subs and it was getting scarier. Um, I'm not a fan of five subs because I don't know why all the managers feel like they have to use all five subs. If you put all five subs, you've literally changed the whole attack. So there's no like um, cohesion. You've literally changed everything and, and it can really destabilise the game. Usually when they bring on those guys, Gallagher, Ziyech, Pulisic, Broha, it is a shit show because all of them are lacking quality. Um, in recent times and don't seem to know what they're doing with the ball, just running around like kids on Luke's Day. However, I don't know, something, there was, a, do you know how you. many chances we had when they came on? I was actually really shocked. They were making so many chances. They just were not finishing them. I think Gallagher could have scored. Pulisic could have scored. Roja could have scored. Ziyech could have scored. And they were all in the space of like, eight minutes like they were re they were probably the chances at the end were probably better than the chances we had throughout the whole game so I don't know if that's a positive and I should be like oh our chance we created more chances than I've than I've seen or if it's like okay we clearly still have a really big finishing issue I think yeah, I chance creation yeah I, I you're seeing more sorry you're seeing more chances because you're, you're, you're at the point where you have to throw the kitchen sink at it but I'm going to use this to segue onto... It's not an agenda. For me, it's just pure facts about one guy in the team who... I it's going to sound like I'm, like I'm hating. Like I'm, going to just, I'm going to start this off by saying I still feel like there's a place in the team for him. As a ben The way that we're currently built anyway... As I'm scared because who are you about to talk about? As maybe a bench player, but if we're going to play the way we're playing, where he's in the attack... And he's not doing anything creatively. He's not scoring enough for the amount of minutes that he's getting. And then you move him to midfield where you have Jorginho, Kovacic and, and Mount. So for me, there's no creativity in that midfield at all. So now you're looking at it coming from the wingbacks who, who are Sterling. Okay, cool. Sterling can be a little bit creative, but I'm still, like we were talking about earlier, we still don't know whether he can go back to the levels that he was um, the player that he was at before he was at Man City, and then you have Reese James. I don't even know if Reese James is that creative, you know. Like, whoa, whoa. no, 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 no. He has me. No, no, no. He has a good. He has a good crossing. He has a good final ball on him. But like, that is creative, bro. Creative see, is no, creative. No, 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 but, he creates is, chances. I feel like no, no, no. Let me and let, let me try and get this off the right the right way. Yeah. You see the way I'll say Trent, for example. Yeah. I feel like he's more of a creator than Reese James is in terms. Uh. Of no, no, in terms of like his passing, even the final ball is better. I feel like Reese James, like when, when Reese James is at his best, it's finishing off chances for me. We're doing, you see what we're doing is, yeah, we're doing grass and greener because this is what I said. Trent has ruined football, yeah, from that perspective. No, no, wait, wait, wait. Let me, let me, let me say this here because you see the same way we get onto Ziyech 
the amount of crosses he used to put in for no reason whatsoever. That's Trent's game as a passer. That's his game. Rich James is 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 a creator of chances. I'll give him that. He's not inventive. Like he's not he's not going to do something that you say, oh wow. How did he see that? Or how did he pull that? He's not Messer Ozil, for example, in his prime. Mm. Not that. But chance creation comes with a certain amount of quality in your passing, in your cross. It's his, that it's his, his I, it's literally his IQ. You yeah. can with with James, right, you can see, you can him, see him. his brain ticking. He's not he's not gonna because the thing is what I don't get about James is it's like no matter what he does, people are gonna no, no, I'm switch not even, it and I'm critique him. I'm not trying to critique him. Well, no, but let me rephrase what I'm saying. You said he's not creative. Yeah. No, I'm he's saying. Let me rephrase. Player. Let me rephrase what I'm saying. In this team, if your if your primary creator or your main creator is going to be Reese James, I don't feel comfortable with that being enough. So if and I, and I don't mind Reese James playing. Reese James is good enough to play yeah. on, on his own. So what I'm saying to you is, yeah, that primary creation, that inventiveness, has to come from some from somewhere else. And if it's not going to come from the wing backs, if it's not going to come from the forwards. And you look at the midfield and the two eight positions, Kovacic, Mount, because they, they can't they both can't play as, as a sixes. I prefer Kovacic as an eight and as a centre midfielder than I prefer Mount. So if I'm gonna look at the team and I'm gonna say we're lacking in this one area, and I'm gonna and I'm gonna think, where is it gonna come from? For me, and I'm not just isolating him because I don't like him, but if if we if we had our chance creation coming from wing backs, they were both of them like just Inventive, everything that we needed. I don't have a problem with Mount in the team. If who do you want? Him, who do you want him benched for then? As I'm in, talking I'm, about. I'm talking about the current situation of the team and going forward. If you're going to plan and, and how you're going to how you're going to solve this chance creation issue, it's not going to come from somebody that we don't have anybody in the team. Or if we're going to get somebody from the outside, I'm sorry, but it's going to have to take that guy's position in the team. Yeah, I'm not, it, not I'm, not I'm not mad at it. I'm not mad at it. I'm not mad at it, but. Him and his boy need to go and sit down. That's, That's what I'm true. saying. That's true. Who's they his both boy? Have it. Have They both need to He's sit down. twinning him. Because Why I'm do twin- them two keep getting the same trim? And you it's, know, it's mad confusing watching yeah, them. Yeah, it's when nasty. Similar numbers, similar They wear the same boots, everything. They're, it's like um, United fans will complain like Martial and Rashford, they'll both be shit together, they'll both be good together. That's what Martial oh, yeah, Martial and Rashford. Yeah, that's what Martial and Havertz are stats. doing. Like, they'll both be mid together. And I agree with Timmy's point. It's like, the one, the two positions where creation can come from is either right wing, which you tried to address by getting Usman and Rafinha. We couldn't. Yeah. So if a creator is going to come in, it has to be in that mount area. And I'm sorry, he has to sit down. I didn't think he had a bad game on Wednesday. Defensively and off the ball, he was good. But I, I actually was, thought he was quite bad. You know, you know, no, that's the because thing. On I the feel ball, like I thought he was, was terrible. On the ball, he made. On the ball, he was trying. Off the ball, ball. yeah. yeah off the ball, he was. He was good, but yeah. On you're the ball, you're always going to get that. Though. You're always going to get that. Don't forget, like through no fault of his own, I'm just trying to analyze the guy as a player. Like, take away the cobham, everything. Like, I'm not, I'm not trying to do the whole agenda thing. But again, I feel like the reason we're saying, oh, he performed better, oh, he he did this, this, and that, because what you're asking him to do, you're asking him to do less. That's isn't necessarily a bad thing. Yeah. Huh? Wait, what do you what do you mean? You're asking him. So in the role that he was playing. You're asking him to do less than when he was further forward, if that makes sense. What are we talking about here? Are we talking about Mount in the eight? Or are we talking yeah, about Mount in the Mount, oh, Mount I think we should but that should scrap that whole thing. He, that guy should never play in that position ever but again. I told, that, I, that was he's not an eight. 
like he hasn't played there for how long? He played. He did one game. It was a even when he's playing eight. You can see the positions he's picking up. He's picking up positions at a second striker, bro. And you that's why we do. We have that diamond formation. He's um, a he. People just need to look at him as a forward now. He hasn't played as a as an eight. Man, maybe, maybe, maybe for England, but for Chelsea, and he was horrible for England. Exactly. And the, thing, the problem is, yeah, I, and I agree with you guys because we had this argument months ago in the yeah, chat. Said, what yeah. is Mount? What's Mount's best role on the pitch? And I said we said second striker. People were like, "What?" But he's finishing though. He's just just because you're not great at that role doesn't mean he's not your best role. He's not an eight because yes, he can press, he can win the ball back. But his quality on the ball, he's... Do you know what it is? He, in, in an ideal world, he's a very creative player because you can always see by the by what he's trying, it, it, if it comes off, it's great. But the problem is, it doesn't come off. So what he's saying to me is you're <clears> trying <throat> things that are outside of your scope of capabilities because there's no I way... I don't even... You should be turning I off. think he's gone down in quality. He hasn't gone down in quality. I think, I think, he, I think he was, hey, I think he was better. I think he was... I think he was taking more chances before. I think he was picking out better passes. He was ta- he was scoring, but I yeah, think he has actually gone. He's gone down. I think, he's I think going going, but with Mount, and this applies to Havertz as well. So I'm gonna just use two of the same coin. Is when things are going well and they're in a, on a streak, everything they do looks amazing. Like yeah, because there's there's hope, there's optimism, there's there's the idea that they're of a certain age and there's a platform for them to kick onto. So you're going to see them score a goal or two in a run of games and get some assists and stuff, and you'll hold on to that and say, yes, it's great. But realistically, the quality of play that they're offering you is not to take you to the next level. But so when things are going bad, it's highlighted even more because then I, you're I micro-analyzing the play. I agree with Havertz, but I, I haven't seen... I may have Maybe I've seen five good performances from Havertz since he's been here. Not even joking. I don't. I don't think he's that guy. I still don't understand what his position is. I don't know what. I don't know, actually know what he brings to the team at all. I'm not gonna lie. Like I, I'll be very happy to sell him. Whereas with Mount, I've seen so many good games from him. Like, and I think a lot of it might be symptoms of. Let me not be stealing Timmy's. Stealing bars, man. He doesn't own his masters. It's man. it's it's that whole thing of. You know when you have a young player who you're putting too much onto. I feel like that's what's happened to him. It, it's partly burnout. It's, it's, it's what we talk about, what might happen to Saka and what hasn't happened to Foden, even though he's not been playing well. But you know how Foden is allowed to just be a young player in a good team. Yeah, yeah. Mount is never given that um, allowance because the team's not good enough. So he has to be better and he's not been better. So it's it's more noticeable. I, I don't have a problem with him... I'm not. I'm not going to be reacting to me and like sell him, yeah. or anything like that. But a, a, he he would have really benefited from us getting another um, winger that That's is great. better, that is already up there, and that is good. That he could have learned from. That he could be um, challenging because it doesn't. It really doesn't help him the fact that he knows him and habits that they they just know that they're always going to be in the team. That lack of com- competitiveness doesn't help them at all. So. You saw it with some the other day, like he got dropped against Leicester because he hadn't scored in what seven games. Because now Spurs have got Kulazewski, Richardson, and Kane. You saw it there, and he comes on and he scores, he scores a hat trick. So now it puts yeah, a what? problem in Conte's mind. The but difference. with us, it's like 
Okay, you look at our bench. Mount's playing shit. Do you really want to play Ziyech? Yeah, but the difference he is... Puts in. Do you want to play Pulisic? See what happens. The difference is, yeah. <sighs> the difference is, Son, even people want to call him purple patch player, this and that, yeah, but he actually has a level, like, above in his game. The mm. players that we're talking about here, your Havert, your Mounts, especially, which the, a large portion of the fan base, whether it's for one or the other or both, have played so much stock and expectation in. There is no level, I'm promising you guys now, there is no level above what they're doing now. Uh, there, there isn't. No, no, there is. Like, there is the mouth. Mouth. I was going to say, yeah. I, I've no, because this one, yes, he can. Wait, 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 let me finish. Let, right, me, let me land with it, yeah. Can Mount play better? Yes. But can Mount consistently, over a period of time, whether it's a season or two seasons, play to a level that could make us worry that Real Madrid, Bayern, all these teams could come and nick him from us because he's so good? No. Is Havertz the same? No. He's more likely to go play for flipping Mainz next season than he is for Bayern Munich next season. I'm being real with you guys, bro. This, this is the, the difference is, like, what... and I, I, And... We will see this when windows start going by and by and, and hopefully the projects that the ownership group yeah. and everyone has put together, the kind of players that we bring in will really expose what we've had over the, the last few years. So far, the midfield hasn't been tested. The only, we haven't brought in a good midfielder since, since Kovacic in 2019. The biggest com- uh, competition, uh, I'm not even getting at like Jorginho and Kante and these guys, but the only competition they've had is, is within themselves as a three, uh, not the sheet coming back from loan. Gallagher and Gallagher's uh, not even competition. He, we know he's yeah, what I'm <laughs> you gotta say Saul, Zachary, like, where's the competition? Okay, cool. You go into the attack. Who have we signed in attack that apart from Lukaku, which was a grandiose failure of a of a transfer? Since these guys have come in, there's been nobody that can even sniff their boots. You think they were looking at guys like Werner, Pulisic, Ziek, and all these guys like oh we're in jeopardy, like 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 Fumi was saying earlier. No, but if in future now we're bringing in well-renowned players or future actual star star boys, these guys will be sweating because everyone's quick to give the label star boy. But I've and I'll stick to this. I haven't seen either of those do the things that Deli Ali was doing in 2016, bro. 2017, 2015. That's star boy in this league level of things to be doing. Them man are not star boys, and they're easy. They're very much easily replaceable. They're easily replaceable. The same way you guys look down on Conor Gallagher and stuff like that. Yeah, he's, he's way further down the pecking order. But the guys at the top of the pecking order, they can be replaced in an instant. You think Dembele coming in, Dem- Demba will be playing more than 20 minutes a game? Rafinha coming in, you think you're playing more than 15 minutes a game? No. It's impossible. But, Crow, that was a very good segue into the fact that we seem to appoint a... Uh, we seem to have appointed a sporting director. I think Christian Freund, if that's how you pronounce his name. So I think that's the first sporting director of that capacity we've had since Emanalo. Timmy, what do you think that can bring for us now? Because we've all complained about shit transfers, how they haven't aligned with the manager, but now there seems to be some form of alignment, like you say. So how do you think that could impact our transfers? Um, uh, in terms of the actual person that they put that they appointed, I can't tell you anything about. Yeah, my man in it. Bro, bro, look, look at his track record. Look at his track record. Yeah, but well, I, I don't know. I'm not plugged into to, to Salzburg like that. I know that there's these names and stuff like that, which it, look, it looks good in it. But in terms of the general project and what they're trying to do, in terms of like the, it makes sense with the with Bowley talking about the multi club um, project and things like that. I feel like 
this is kind of something that Chelsea have needed for, for a very long time because, like I spoke about before, I think the old the old regime was really wasn't working. When really wasn't working because we couldn't really compete with with what Liverpool and and, and City have been able to do. So I think it's definitely a it's definitely a positive um, appointment and it's definitely a step in the right direction. And I think this is something that Chelsea will definitely benefit from in like the next couple of years. Yeah, I think the benefit is now is that like we shouldn't be looking at like the so-called big names. Like we shouldn't just be focusing on like the obvious sign like a Lukaku. We should actually think about this manager Potter wants to play this style of football. We identify talents that can fit this way of football. So we don't have this, we don't have this like thing where we're shoehorning players in. Like you could see from very early on that Lukaku didn't fit how he wanted to play as good as he was. You could see Saul didn't fit how he wanted to play and all that. So I think now that we finally have that alignment, it should be that signings are more efficient. But yeah, Karen. Just to add just to add on to that as well, the fact that you've got um the guy that I think his name is something Macaulay. I can't remember his first name. Carl Macaulay. Carl McCauley, the guy apparently he's been with Potter since he's at Ostersons or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's somebody that's going to be working in the recruitment team that has been working with Potter since he basically started managing. So he, if anybody's going to know what Potter players is going to look like, it's going to be him. And I think with the um, with the Salzburg guy, I think the thinking behind that was obviously their multi-club model and also how data-driven they are as well. I This is just speculation, but... I doubt we'll be looking at the type of players that Salzburg were going for, but maybe more using their method and approach of finding players to find players that are more suitable to our style of play. And I think with the list as well, sorry to Kayoko, with the list as well, you can say all the signings that they've put in, they're now somewhat household names. You look at Haaland, Mane, look at as Keita's, Keita's there, um, Shlo- I can't pronounce the name, Shlo- Shlo- yeah. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't from it. Was the words were struggling to come out with Meccano, whether you rate him or not. But like it, when I saw the list, I was like, these are good players that they've unearthed and they've done it at like a novel fee and they've got big money out of it. So obviously we're not a selling club like Salzburg are. So if we can get these players on the cheap and they do well for us, it just bodes yeah, off. But the, the, the when you look at it, there will be I feel like there'll be two levels of this. Just why I like it, because I was we've been screaming, I think as long as this big name signing thing is not us. Because we're in a weird space at the moment where we're not good enough to go for the cream of the crop. As you've seen, we've been picked by your Barcelona's. Probably a Bayern Munich comes in, a Real Madrid comes in. We're losing players to those kind of top, top teams. But we're also maybe above the low ball kind of signings that the data-driven sides are going for. So we need that middle ground. But if you look at it from the multi-club and recruitment aspect, we're in a very good position that if we can get this setup of multi-club and get some good satellite teams and good leagues. Listen, we could be doing what Leipzig were doing in the sense of you. We sign a player, maybe he's not that well known, but he's got high ceiling. Cool, you put him in the next satellite club. Maybe he smashes it there. He comes to Chelsea mm-hmm. because the, the, obviously it's hard to say like, okay, we're going to sign a player like someone like um, I can't say his name, Cavaro from Napoli, the winger. Oh, the Georgian League. Yeah, most multi most teams are not signing a player from the Georgian League directly. Yeah. But could that be a signing where we could have put him in the I don't know the French One, the yeah. Portuguese League, the Italian Italian League, we've got a club there or something, and then bring him over? That's another another aspect to it. But and for us being Chelsea, it's easy to do if we're going for the young, young play, like the young future talents, because then we can sell them on the project and show them the there's a pathway 
And then the other level of it is just finding good fit for this current team playing style. Because with that whole alignment, there could be a time where, I don't know, let, let me just use, um, I don't know, I'll just use, say Axel Witzel, you know, he's probably over age yet, but a manager could say, ah, I want him. They'll be like, nah, grab this player instead. Yeah. He fits, he works, but also keep an eye out with what this boy coming from over here, probably from by next season because his, his trajectory is up. That's the kind of alignment that they were talking about that you need from coach to scout to uh, director of football to the club, other clubs that are dealing with us in this situation. Obviously, it's still early days, but with the, the man's track record and with Bowley's high plans and Potter's track record, because obviously people will talk about the four years, four years that it took for Brighton to get there, but four years is with the resources Brighton have in the Premier League. There's nothing to suggest that it can't be sooner in Chelsea with the resources that we have, the funds that we have, the, the ability to scout and, you know what I mean, all that stuff. So it's looking promising. This is why I'm not, this, this, despite like me coming on here every week and saying, we're shit, we're shit, we're shit, I can't see this winning. This is why I'm not really like, I'm not really too, there's been times when Chelsea are shit and I'm just depressed about the club like, I remember Lampard days, but there's genuine signs of optimism. There's genuine signs to be to be um, to be excited as a Chelsea fan. There's a lot of things that we've been talking about for God knows how many years. We're finally seeing it happen. So like, it's so much easier now. Obviously, the the multi-club model, whatever, like that's going to take a lot of time to come. You have to buy God knows however many clubs. But you look at Chelsea's situation now, where we don't, where we're losing our midfield. We just lost our defense. The succession plan is so much easier when you say, oh, we bought this 18-year-old that's been at Chelsea, the Portuguese version of Chelsea, for two years now. He's 20 years old, 21 years old. Oh, guess what? He can just come in and replace a replace a Rudiger, replace a Kante, replace a Jorginho. You don't have to go out there scrambling, spending 80 million on... It wasn't 80 million, 69, 70 million on Fafana, um, bidding 90 million for Josko... Whatever my man's name is, because you've got him in, you've got him in house. Already, he's already a player that's that's working in the in the Chelsea model. You know what type of personality this person is. You know what type of character this person is. You know if he's going to be if it's somebody that's going to be an easy fit for to to come into the dressing room to come into to come into England. It's just going to be, I think. Yeah, it's just we've got a lot of we've got a lot of positive things to, to look out for as well. Yeah. And Chelsea have a lot of assets. We have a lot of assets as a club as well. But Timmy, you know what you got to remember as well. Like at the start, obviously at the start of the season, preseason, we were told rebuild, didn't it? Yeah, rebuild is gonna is gonna take growing pains. It's gonna take a little yeah. bit or whatever. And obviously, I wasn't saying we're gonna finish tenth. We're gonna finish twelfth or whatever. And it doesn't look like we will um, once we steady the ship after this this transitional period, but it comes with the aspects of sometimes you've got to cut out the, the bad roots, the bad, the, 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 all the diseased parts of the club in order to, to grow again. And in terms of the playing stuff, obviously not much has changed on yeah. a couple of players, but there's due to be more change. How will that will affect us um, in the following seasons it instantaneously will be there to be seen, but it can I can see the manager, obviously, let's say that the product on the pitch is actually decent, being backed in terms of time. 
because the way they're throwing all in with these long-term plans, I don't think it's there for a manager to be chopped and changed. But yeah. what I respect is if we're going to, at least if we have a sporting director, we do have that option to change managers because if we always change manager, the identity of the club, the ethos of the club, the playing style that we want to achieve will always be there. And that's like why clubs like Barcelona, Bayern Munich and stuff thrive because regardless of who's in the hot seat, there's an overarching footballing philosophy exactly. that you're supposed yeah. to adhere by. That's why we brought up the academy players a certain way. I'm That's why they always appoint managers that suit that style of play as well. Yeah. So you see with Barcelona, they have lots of in-house signings. Like it's someone who's probably played for Barcelona who knows the style of play. Whereas with us, you go from Conte, who wants to sit back and defend, to Asari, who wants to play possession-based football, to Lampard, who didn't want to do anything, like, who we didn't really know what he wanted to do. Guy didn't but, want to play football. Huh? Yeah, yeah, it went to hexagon ball. And the thing is, all these men had very contrasting ideologies. That's why the squad is the mess it is we see today. Like, you've got four contrasting different managers. But like you were saying perfectly, like, with a sporting director, it means that, okay, yeah, if this manager doesn't work out, we can sack him. But at least the identity is still there. At least we can, at least we still bring in players that suit this one identity. And we can bring a coach that suits that as well. So there isn't like some, some massive rebuild we have to do every time we sack someone. Yeah, because yeah. it's getting ridiculous now. Like I'm telling you now, if we were Barcelona, Messi will go from scoring 60 goals to five goals, then to 30 goals to two mm-hmm. goals. Because, like you said, we change so much. But obviously, if we go from Potter to a next manager, it's going to somewhat change. Obviously, not every manager has the exact same idea. But at least if you're saying, okay, we want to play progressive attacking football, your next coach is going to be a progressive attacking manager, and uh, that that will be good. Um, for me, I'm optimistic, man. Even though we drew that game against Salzburg, I, the things I saw even early on, and I said that were implemented in a matter of days and seemed to have been received. Obviously, some players went back with some bad habit sort of things, and that's expected. Some of them just aren't good. But the actual shape and the movement and the fluidity of it was speaking to me. And you can compare it to Tuchel when he first came. Obviously, Tuchel drew his first game as well, just to let you guys know. Um, <laughs> he, um, so I, I, I just, yeah, was, like, no, no, but Kurt, like with both games, there were signs of improvement. Like, I remember, even, yeah, no, but the played. difference was, yeah, this is the difference between Tuchel's first game and um, Potter's first oh. game for me. We were conceding so many goals under Lampard, it was actually unreal. We were so defensively bad. So Tuchel's job, in a way, was easier in the sense of just stem the bleeding. Yeah. The bleeding. Once yeah. we stop conceding goals, we're fine. Now, I feel like we had that and we were transitioning into a, like into nothingness, basically. I don't know what we were trying to do at this point. High press sometimes, controlled possession sometimes. The, the, the mentality of the team kept changing from game to game now Potter has to overhaul this whole thing and kind of rewrite what we are as a club so it might take a little bit more time it's not as easy as putting a band-aid on it and saying go out and play there are going to be players that are going to cause distress because they're not playing once he he, he can figure out who's going to be in and who's not going to be not because now it's open season Abroja could get a chance Chukameko he's been sitting waiting in the wings I I saw that he scored two goals in a behind closed friendly. And Who watched that game, by the way? It was behind, behind closed doors. Doors. Behind closed doors. Oh. But he scored, that's what came out, he scored two goals. So, you never know, he might have played well, saw something, and then now, 
even Callum's that on that's on loan. He's been he's even yeah. said that they want him back. So, no, but they're, but they're, they're, I think they're just they're just you know what I mean trying to motivate him a little bit because that shit that's... failed, man. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, how how what's what is um what's that? Your connection. What's Callum's oh, contract? Oh, I think he runs out in two years. Like bear of them, they run out in like two years. Like he's on lo- he's on loan for one year though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I can't like. Nah, he could be back actually because do you know what it is? But we didn't even say anything. She just said I can't like because I went to see him and I was like, nah. I can't. You know that me <laughs> where the groom is like like that. Yeah, I'll, I'll be real. I'll be real. <laughs> like, we we said it about um. We said it about Lost the Sheik, innit? Where Yeah, that's yeah. Where that one year at Fulham, yeah, was disastrous. But like he got those reps back in under his leg and he could come back and play. I don't I don't see obviously he's not I just wish he didn't go football. to Germany. Yeah, I don't I believe think, the yeah, fact that league has lost his stocks, man. I don't yeah, think I, that no, would be. I think stages. he just needs to play football consistently now. And he needs to. He did, but I wish he. Yeah. I wish he went to Italy or something. Uh, but um, I know, could see him. I could see him coming back in this team. I think he would actually be of asset to yeah. us now. The same way, more, the same way, he would, would do more for us now than what Pulisic and ZH yeah. are doing from hey, the best. For me, do you know why he went to? You know, he went to where he went to alone. Why? Havertz told him you can go and falsify stats over there. Do you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> no, but the same way like Sterling was used when he was isolated to the fullback, I think Callum could be would be used in the same way. But um, I think as you like guys were saying perfectly, I think it does bode well for the future. We just have they're just some growing pains which we're gonna have to firm. Like right now we're sixth. Our top four is looking long because the weekend played Arsenal, Spurs, both won. They're both eight points clear and they look good. Um, our next game is Palace away. We've done well. We've done well recently, but as of Harry now, Potter never won there. Oh my god! Oh. He's never won against Palace. <laughs> Why did you say he's that? He's never beat them. Yeah, but look at the Palace. Oh, Apart from yeah. last season, the Palace teams with, with cheeks before then. Bro, we better beat Palace because we always beat Palace. That's the thing. We've always beaten Palace, no matter how good they've been. So That's what guy... happens with Chelsea where we come. <laughs> That's one of the only teams that Havertz can score against. So you better do something. Yeah. So guys, um, score predictions for that game. Who do you want to start? Uh, Timmy, you go first. Yeah, home or away? It's away. And our waveform has been cheap (laughs) this year. Hey, 2-1 Palace. Hey, you're sick. For me? Let's be positive. 1-0 Chelsea. Where are we playing? Selhurst. Wait, what, wait, let me check something quickly. What time is the match? Yeah. yeah I... <laughs> oh, three o'clock on, yeah. a, on, a, on a Saturday, Saturday. Saturday. Oh, we might win that. You know? Oh, no, no, we got that, man. We got that one. I thought it was Monday under the lights, but yeah, yeah Saturday, three o'clock. Yeah. In the evening and Saturday in the morning, that's an L, I'm sorry. You, you know, know what? what? They, I, I... they actually drew against... They drew against Liverpool. Liverpool and they were they were good against Arsenal. So it might be, I think it might be a draw. You know when you're saying the 12 o'clock thing to me? Sorry, yeah, but like, I was so happy we didn't have to play Fulham. Like, I was... <laughs> I, was honestly, I don't want to say anything else because we know why we didn't have to play Fulham, but I was... Hey, just... hey, I'm going to say it, man. I'm going to say it. I'm going to say it. 
when, when MI5 come and lock off the pod, oh, <laughs> Queen <too> oh. cool. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's the pod name. <laughs> All I'm saying is, <laughs> oh, did you see that um, that Nigerian video they did at first? Like, uh, uh, I need to find it, but they're like, We don't need to go in Europe. Oh, I didn't see it. Oh, yeah, I saw that. It uh, was even sent to me on WhatsApp. Hey, you're not mad, yeah? You're not mad. Too sure, oh. and the Queen lost their jobs on the same day, fam. Yeah, you're you're finished. You're finished. Whenever I'm knocking on your door, it's long. Wait, that's not that's not offensive, bro. They both just stepped down. Obviously, one was by choice, the other one got kicked out, but it is what it is. Um, what do you mean by choice? You think she voluntarily she was... no, man. No, but it's wait, like wait, what are you talking? Yeah, correct. What do you mean? What do you mean by that? I think by choice was the wrong phrase. <laughs> one gracefully, one in disgrace. That's it. Um anyway, you know, obviously we've got a king now. Um big up. Hey, Potter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and Charlie, Charlie upstairs. Um, but yeah, on a real, the future's looking bright. Do you know what I'm saying? As yeah, just put it as two shows out the door. You know what I mean? I was sick of seeing that head top man, that cap. Yeah. Obviously, wait, his cap was so shit. It don't even suit him, man. And then you know, anyone back? Ron won't come back, bro. So you and I swear, it. when the wind was blowing in that turtleneck, man, I could see all his ribs. Disgusting <laughs> guy, bro. Stop hey. it, man. I think he had depression. Yeah, he's oh, wife. Yeah. What do you expect? Listen, guys, guys. It's, 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 all I'm saying is, yeah, all I'm saying, no, 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 because he's selfish, bro. Your wife leaves you and you don't take compassionate leave. Yo, let the team breathe, bro. People started suffering after that happened. That divorce period was peak. That is not a, it's not my fault. I'm sorry. But I was just saying, I'm gonna reiterate, when I saw him preseason, he was linking things in LA. I knew <laughs> we're not doing shit this season. Man can't have some off time. Brother, we are preparing what do you do for you in LA. Bro, coach the team. Coach the team. <laughs> coach the t- You're still telling me in this day and age, Mason Mount is a left winger. You're telling me Havertz has no position. <laughs> Coach my man. Do one-to-ones. Do something, bro. I hate this guy so much. But even that, I'm going to say one little scummy win. But yeah, famous guys should come Who's on. Scoring? Who's scoring? Who's scoring? You see the Charlotte at the moment, you know? Like, yeah. I'm telling you, it'll be, a, it'll be a J5 pen. That's what I'm saying. I'm saying, I'm saying, Armando bro had to to break his duck. I think he's even starting on Saturday, I reckon. He looks good. He looks yeah, good. I could see him starting. Apparently, yeah. he's been on... Um, he's impressed by training. Hey, we know what training means as well, man. I don't know. Everyone's... You know, this, this is what I'm saying. I need to go and watch Chelsea training sessions live because there's too many men impressing in training. What? They, like, dog <laughs> shit on the weekend. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing? No, I've always felt that. Like, even when I, even when I, before Nigeria used to be playing, I was like, what are these man training for if you're going to produce this shit on the pitch? And you just see the Instagram videos. These are like messing around. Fuck off, man. <laughs> but yeah, as, that's it. Uh, thanks for joining in. And yeah, peace, man.
Formation feet for feet up front in the face of the side.